to Courageous Wellness. My name is Erica Stein. And I'm Allie French. And this is a podcast about individual journeys within wellness and how to navigate it all. After Allie experienced a cancer diagnosis in her 20s, and Erica went through a sustained 50-pound weight loss and self-love journey, we created a platform to interview real people from all walks of life that have combined all types of practices. From physical wellness to emotional and spiritual, we hear courageous stories and focus on why it's important to share them. We are both certified integrative nutrition health coaches and together with our community are learning to live our most purposeful lives by sharing one courageous story at a time. It takes courage to share these journeys and by talking about them, we aim to destigmatize the process. We want you to be your own health advocate, feel educated and informed on the latest in health and wellness and empower you to feel your absolute best. And because we want to bring forth a wide variety of stories, the opinions of our guests do not necessarily reflect our own, but we hope the diverse and varied stories will empower you to make the best choices for your own life. So join us as we and our community share our courageous wellness. This episode is sponsored by Milk and Honey. Milk and Honey is a line of non-toxic, effective, and safe baths body and skincare products made in small batches in Austin, Texas. They source ingredients as hyper clean as possible, which means both choosing organic and making thoughtful informed choices on safe ingredients. Milk and Honey is a female founded and funded brand that offers a wide variety of non-toxic bath, body, and skincare products that will make you feel nourished inside and out. And for our local to Los Angeles listeners, Milk and Honey has the most beautiful spa that just opened. I recently had a massage at their brand new Brentwood, Los Angeles location, and I really recommend it. We are so happy that Milk and Honey spas are now in LA after being the go-to spa with multiple locations in Texas. They offer facials, body treatments, massages, and lots more at their beautiful new space. Yes, I am about to book a treatment too, and I can't wait to check it out. I'm just so happy to have a spa that I can fully trust in our area now. And for all of our listeners, their online boutique offers products from the Milk and Honey line and from other top brands, including Osea Malibu, Virtue, Moon Juice, Kula Sun Care, and more. Some of our favorite products include Milk and Honey's baking soda-free, aluminum-free deodorant, and lavender tea tree, which I have been exclusively using for years. And I also love Milk and Honey's gel cleanser and Osea's body oil and Vegas nerve oil, which activates the body's relaxation response and helps regulate stress. If you want to try milk and honey, you can receive 15% off your order by visiting milkandhoney.com and using the code CW podcast, one word at checkout. You can also find the direct link in our show notes. Hi everyone. Welcome back to courageous wellness. We have a great episode for you today with the founders of Starla, which is a non-alcoholic wine brand. But before we get into that, we're going to do our usual weekly updates and check in. So Erica, do you want to start? How are you doing? What's coming on? I'm good. I'm good. I'm very excited for this episode. I'm a huge fan of Starla. Um, I love their sparkling rosé is my favorite of their, they have three three different drinks that you can order, three different wines, non-alcoholic wines. 
And the sparkling rosé is my favorite. And I actually discovered them, which leads me into my big update, which I haven't shared on the podcast yet in detail, but I have, I do talk about in the episode. So I thought it'd be good to bring up in the update, but I actually haven't had a drink in seven months this month. Isn't that crazy? I, um, I think as a lot of people, (laughs) I drank a lot during the pandemic, not, you know, but I just wasn't a big drinker before Mm -hmm. the pandemic. And I'm sure we'll do an episode in more detail on this, but, um, yeah, in the end of September, I just didn't feel good. It didn't feel like integrity with my goals or where I was aligned. I had terrible anxiety when I would drink, like the anxiety was so Mm. real. My husband just doesn't drink. He hasn't really had a drink since college, maybe like a beer or a glass of champagne here and there, but he's not a big drinker, but yeah, like drinking became such a coping mechanism during the pandemic, be it through like zoom happy hours or just, yeah, like drinks at home on like a random Saturday. So I just realized I didn't need to continue at this point. And originally I just was like, I'm going to take a few months off. Right. It was end of September. So I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to take like three months off. I'm going to go through the holidays. I'm going to take a break. I'm going to reset. And unfortunately I felt so good, not (laughs) drinking. I felt so good, not drinking that I just haven't gone back to it. And so it's definitely not a forever thing, but I kind of think I'm going to go the whole year without drinking and see what that experience is like. So, um, again, I'm not dogmatic about it. I don't like, if I really want to drink, I'll have one. I just haven't yet. And, um, I do have a caveat that if I end up in France this summer, that, you know, (laughs) you might have some, yeah, I'll definitely have some wine wine. and I love wine. Um, and I love a cocktail and I, I imagine I will enjoy them again, but I just was like, why not? Let's experiment. So again, I'm sure we'll do a full episode on this. Like maybe as I get closer to a year, cause there's so much that I can't talk about in this intro because it would take so long, but, um, yeah, it's like, unfortunately, but fortunately I've loved the feeling of not drinking, drinking, especially for my anxiety. It's been the greatest thing for it. Um, it's really interesting. interesting. Like when we experiment with things like that, that, you know, might not be serving us at a certain point in our life. And then we sort of can make deeper observations about how, um, how we feel. I think those, those kinds of like, whether it's being sober curious, um, like we discuss in this episode a little bit, or whether it's, you know, something that's just like a habit in your life, whether it has to do with like nutrition or not, it could be anything really like, Oh, staying up late, you know, maybe isn't serving me anymore. So I'm going to try to go to bed an hour earlier or something like that. Like just like little things experimenting. Um, I find that that's how I've sort of refined, uh, at different places in my life or find how I can make choices that like ultimately feel the best for me at whatever phase I'm in, because that changes too, you know? Absolutely. And, and, and that's why I just think I needed like a reset. And again, yeah. I was home. We were all, you know, it, it was a two year pandemic habit and I just want to really reset and go back to where I was 
pre-pandemic. And yeah, because so that was working for you. It was. So I just want to, yeah, we'll have a deeper conversation about it. Cause again, there's just so much to talk about, but, um, yeah. And I do, I think that's the thing I miss the ritual aspect of it. The most I miss wine absolutely the most. So finding brands like Starla have been so amazing, you know, to bring a bottle of Starla sparkling rosé to a party when I'm choosing not to drink is wonderful. And so that's been really good. And again, if anyone has any specific questions or you're interested in taking a break from alcohol, definitely slide into our DMS because um, I'm happy to talk about it and we will do a full episode about it, but yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so that's kind of my big update in general that I just thought this episode was the right one to bring it up. I've, I've teased it, you know, in certain episodes here and there, but it just hasn't been the right time. And it also didn't feel long enough to really now it's seven months. I'm like, okay, I can really talk about it. Cause I had taken, I think in 2018, I took like four months off of drinking. Yeah. Like I had like a reset then too. So this is just the longest I've ever done it, but I have done like dry January's alcohol resets, but yeah, I love it. I feel so good. So what about hey. you, Allie? What, what's been going on with you? Well, I've been traveling a little bit. And so I honestly, right now, maybe the example I gave before about like sleep is very telling of where I'm at because, um, definitely feel like I'm needing some rest. Um, and you know, me, I'm a Aries all the way through (laughs) Aries generator Aries. Yeah. Generator. And I have a hard time. Like I'm the kind of person that goes, goes, goes until I can't go anymore. And then I have to like fully crash. So I'm kind of in that zone where I feel like myself you know, that I need to rest a little bit and that's okay. I'm trying to get better at listening to that. And, um, so that's just like, not very exciting, but that's, what's going on with me. Um, one thing I did want to mention before we like get into the formal intro is that we've had a few people reach out. Um, you know, Erica and I, as most of our audience knows are integrative nutrition health coaches. I I've, done advanced uh, coursework in hormone health, um, through holistic nutrition and Erica in gut health, uh, all through the Institute for integrative nutrition, um, which has is based in New York, but has, um, fully online school and curriculum and programs. So if you're interested in doing, uh, furthering your education in integrative nutrition, becoming a certified health coach, um, we have, a discount that we can offer you if you want to sign up for any of the IIN programs. Um, so you can use either one of our names, Allie French or Erica Stein, and you can get up to $2,000 off of tuition. So, um, please go ahead and use that for any members of our community that we're asking or interested. Um, it's absolutely worth it. And we both really enjoyed our time and our studies there. Um, and not only did it kind of expand our work in health coaching specifically with others, um, but it also definitely expanded our relationships with ourselves too, and the way we approach our own, um, holistic health. So I just wanted to add that in, but let's get to the episode because we have a great conversation. So, um, yes. Yeah. You want to Let's jump right in. Mm -hmm. So today on the podcast, we sit down with Starla's female founders, Dawn and Jamie. Starla is a brand of non-alcoholic wines, a red blend, a Sauvignon Blanc, and a sparkling rosé. 
From the beginning, Don and Jamie wanted to take an untraditional approach to the branding of Starla, one that was undeniably feminine, highly stylized, and lifestyle focused. Starla represents the inner star in all of us, and the brand imagery tells the story of how luminous your life can be on your own terms without alcohol. Created by wine lovers, Starla is an alternative that doesn't feel like an alternative. Using only the most lavish ingredients to create Starla wines, Starla contains premium California wine crafted with natural fruit, aromatics, and botanicals. Alcohol is removed from the wine and the ingredients and nutrition facts are right on the bottle. In this episode, we have a great conversation with Don and Jamie on their journey to creating Starla, the sober curious movement, and their unapologetically feminine branding. We hope you enjoy the conversation as much as we did. Hi guys, before we get to today's episode, we want to share how excited we are to offer our community 20% off their first order at Sakara with code XO Courageous. We have been big fans of the company for years and the Sakara Life organic meal delivery program is based on a whole food plant-rich diet that includes fresh, nutrient-dense and delicious ingredients. It's perfect for those weeks you need a refresh or don't have time to meal prep. They also have a clean boutique, which offers delicious food forward bars, snacks, beauty water drops, and my personal favorite metabolism super powder, which works to fire up your metabolism, stabilize blood sugar, eliminate bloat and decrease puffiness. The naturally rich, low sugar, dark chocolate flavor is perfect for smoothies or simply mixed with coffee and nut milk. I also regularly use the Sakar cookbook full of plant-rich recipes, which you can purchase on their website. Click the link in our show notes to visit sakara.com and use code XO Courageous for 20% off your first order. We know you will love it as much as we do. Now on to the episode. Thank you so much, Don and Jamie, for joining us today. Um, Erica and I are excited to have this conversation with you uh, for a number of reasons, both to learn about Starla, but also um, to really hear about your individual journeys and how it led you to each other and how it, um, from there, Starla was born. So if one of you would like to jump in and start. Can you give us a little bit about your background and, and how it sort of like led you to this, um, partnership and then also how you, how Starla, yeah. How it emerged from there. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Jamie, you okay if I start? Please. Awesome sauce. It's funny. A lot of people talk about heavy drinking during the pandemic, and that's caused them to look at their drinking choices. For me, I had a pre-pandemic and that was called retirement. And I have no children in the house, very little responsibilities. I was semi-retired and a, a glass of wine very quickly turned into a bottle of wine a night. And then the pandemic hit and then things really got crazy. But I was just at a point in my life where I wanted, I love wine, love, love, love wine. I want to drink wine all the time. I just don't want wine with alcohol all the time. And so had tried a few of the product, not a few of the products, just about every product on the market. Didn't find anything I liked. And I'd been, you know, really thinking about this idea. And 
what would it be like to launch a company and create a new wine and how would that look and happen? And I knew I wanted to do something really different and beautiful and feminine and stylistic and all the things that Jamie just can do so effortlessly. So as I was dreaming up what Starla could be, I mean, before we had a label, before we even had a product, I called Jamie immediately and I'm like, please join me in this crazy venture um, because um, she's an amazing designer and partner. And we had worked together for a little bit previously at another company. That's how we met. But we were fast friends and like sisters from another mother real quick. And uh, we've been doing this together ever since. Thank you. Yeah. What about you, Jamie? How did you, I mean, I, I know that's how you got introduced, but were you always interested in alcohol? Like what is your relationship with wine and alcohol-free wine? And why did this world interest you at that time? Yeah. First I want to say just a little correction. Don and I actually met on, uh, on match.com. <laughs> and- oh my gosh. No, we didn't. She's oh. <laughs> both already taken, Jamie. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Don and I were very fast friends. And so when I got the call from her, it was during COVID. And I had the same relationship with alcohol as everybody else, where we kind of thought this was going to be a two-week deal. So we partied hard those first two weeks um, in a way where you're like, well, if I'm staying inside, might as well make this interesting. And then um, it, it became a bit of a habit. Um, and I can't mix, um, you know, I take certain medications for migraines and I can't mix alcohol and just, um, you know, I had tried some things, uh, per Don's suggestion and there was nothing great. And so when she had this idea for Starla, obviously I was going to jump on board with her and, um, it's been a wild ride and the best it could possibly be because the timing was just, um, Kismet, I think it was meant to be. People were looking for something that um, wasn't just like uh, so many of the products out there aren't really wine. They feel like a byproduct and an afterthought just to appease people that weren't drinking. And so when Don had this incredible idea to actually create a, a wine that's delicious and remove the alcohol, and then she didn't add back sugars, she added back botanicals that just made it so unctuous and lovely. Like, yes to all of it. And then we, you know, kind of talked through what this could be and um, branding and stuff. And we always make the joke and a Starla was born. So there she is. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm a huge fan. And I know we talked a little bit off recording, but I was definitely one of those people. I was never a big drinker before the pandemic. I was, it was social. My husband actually just doesn't drink. He doesn't like the taste or feeling of alcohol. So he hasn't had a drink in like 10 years, like by choice. And so I never really drank at home. It was more if I was out with my friends or doing something social. And then the pandemic hit just like you guys shared. And it just became my habit. Like I would open a bottle of, or it was, it started with a glass, like everyone else. And then it was like, Oh, here I am having a bottle of wine on a Saturday by myself. And, um, I, I mentioned, and I haven't talked about it on the podcast yet, but I'm sure I will have in the intro in the future already, but, um, I stopped drinking in September of 2021. I just was like, you know, I I'm going to take a break from drinking and see how I feel. And unfortunately I feel so good because <laughs> I also love wine. That's why I say, unfortunately, but, um, yeah, you know, I'm in my thirties now and just alcohol did not 
vibe with my body. It hadn't been vibing with my body for a long time. And it is a neurotoxin, like no matter what we all say, like alcohol is a neurotoxin that does negatively affect us. And so, um, yeah, I've, I felt great since stopping drinking. Like I just feel so good and, and I know it's not going to be forever, but it is for right now. And I really miss wine. Like I love wine. And that is how I discovered Starla. And again, like you've mentioned, it's so unapologetically feminine too, which I love because I am, I am very feminine, (laughs) very girly. And so I love your branding. I love, I love your Instagram. I love your, I love it all. Like I even love the box that it arrived in, but my favorite is your sparkling rosé really is so delicious. And, um, Yeah. And the bottles only have like five calories per bottle, everything about it. I just, (laughs) I just love. So I just want to start off by saying that and sharing it with our listeners. It's been a really great ritual as I've chosen not to drink at this time. Um, but yeah, can you talk a little bit too about, cause when I started, um, similar, to you, Don, I was like looking, I was like, okay, I don't want to drink, but I miss wine. So I started trying different brands and looking into non-alcoholic wines. And, um, it wasn't even just that it didn't taste good, but it was also the ingredients weren't good, right? Like there was so many nasty and Ali and I are also integrative nutrition health coaches. So we really care about ingredients. Um, so can you talk to us a little bit about, how do we de-alkalize wine in the first place? And how did you work on these ingredients? Because you guys really don't have, as Jamie just mentioned, it's de-alkalized wine and botanicals primarily. So right. there's right. no added sugar. There's no added junk. How did you do this? Like, what is the process? Please enlighten us. <laughs> <laughs> so Starla is made to so start, first of all, to make a really good non-alcoholic wine, it's super important that you start with wine. And so not all the products on the market do that, whatever, um, we'll move past that, but you really have to start with a, and ferment wine with a good quality product. All of our produce is from Northern California, but you really have to start with a good quality product and take out the alcohol from there. And you have to do that so you get the weight and the mouthfeel and other things that are reminiscent of an authentic wine experience. And then there's actually technologies out there that remove the alcohol. So there's some that do it with heat. There's some that do more of a vacuum and a spinning cone. And we do that. And then that's really where the other kind of magic of Starla comes in. So most, if you look at, um, get to know your wine labels in the dealk space, right? So the very first thing you'll wanna see is de-alkalized wine. If you don't see that, if you see like Chardonnay grapes or Chardonnay wine, that means they didn't start with wine, they started with grape juice, right? The next thing that you wanna see or what else went into the, what, what else went into the product, most of those ones that you tried, unfortunately, the second ingredient is grape juice, concentrates, or water. We didn't want to put in any fillers. And so it, frankly, it cost more to make because when you remove the alcohol, you've just paid for liquid and lost some of what you paid for. And so people fill it back in to not lose those costs. So we used botanicals and flora and herbs um, to get it back to that. And I'm... Um, a lifelong cook. And so I use things that were in my kitchen 
to craft the product and then worked with formulators to make it a commercial product. It's, it's pretty amazing. I'm thinking, I'm hearing all of you talk about sort of this pandemic experience and I was not, I was definitely a part of it as well. Um, and I do, as you both said, I do enjoy drinking from time to time. Um, although I also feel like the older I get, the, the, it's just not as easy on the body anymore. And, uh, that's just the reality, you know, on the other, on the other side of 35, I've definitely, uh, started to, thank you. (laughs) I've started to notice it in a different way. Yeah. And, um, and as Erica mentioned, we both try to be very in touch with like how things are making us feel more than anything else. Like how we feel is a real determinant of, um, just how we can show up in our day as well. Um, But there is this fun ritual aspect that we're all touching on. And I'm just curious, you know, Don, we all had this, a lot of us had this experience where we're like, I want this, I want a good wine, but I don't want to consume as much alcohol. But you took it upon yourself to really solve that problem in the marketplace. And I'm curious what, what gave you that, um, I don't know what gave you that like, yes, I'm going to do this from, from a, like build a company and build a brand. Like what gave you that? Like, yeah, I'm retired, but it doesn't matter. I'm going to go back, jump back into, uh, to the workforce. I knew, I felt like uh, as a marketer and I've always been in marketing and advertising, I just saw, and as a consumer, I just saw white space and Mm -hmm. I knew it was a big idea. I knew it was something that other people needed. I knew I needed it. So I started by solving it for myself. Um, The wines are made to something I love to drink and that might not be for everybody, but I don't know. You never start out and say, I'm going to build a company for me, it was just taking it one step at a time. Like, can I make wine? Let's start there. Like, is it even possible? Is it even possible? And so you get closer to that and you're like, oh, it is possible. Okay. Now what, what do we do next? You know, now it's time to think about naming it and marketing it and manufacturing. So it was never, a, you know, ideas of this grandiose thing. It was just taking it one step at a time to see if we could do it. And I like the challenge of that. Yeah, that's really, I just think that's so cool, right? Because so many people see holes, but they don't have that instinct to be like, I'm going to go do it. So I just love that about both of you. Like, it's so cool. Um, And, you know, I wonder too, because just in the last few years, you know, I think too, again, your branding is so feminine and beautiful and it's so interesting because I think wine has been so marketed towards women, right? Like mommy juice and wine night and right. Like alcohol in general is very marketed towards women. And a lot of people, I know there's like a huge sober curious movement that I'd been hearing about for before the pandemic, right? Just people trying to move away from, yeah, just this like culture of alcohol, right. And like you know, alcohol adjacent dependence, you know, I think a lot of people maybe aren't alcoholics, but maybe have a problem with drinking. And I think it's becoming less taboo to talk about because again, there's movements like sober curious and there's so many alternatives and mocktails and different things. So I don't know if, as you 
become immersed in this world. If you guys just have any thoughts or what you've seen or what your clientele has told you, but yeah, I guess what are your thoughts or what have you seen or explored in this like sober curious space? Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of people that are interested in drinking non-alcoholic wine, but, you know, Jamie and I've talked about this world where, you know, so you talked about that alcohol is like a, a neurotoxin, right? So instead of saying rose, you know, rosé all day, what if it said neurotoxins all day? No one would want that. So it's been so romanticized. We just want to give people an option. And we, you know, someday, just as you can get decaf coffee, Dealk wine is going to be commonplace. You go to a restaurant, you want a lovely glass of wine because you love wine and it enhances the meal. You don't want the alcohol or the buzz for whatever reason. You should have an option other than, you know, what's offered now, which is, you know, sparkling water with a lime or Sprite. <laughs> People are like, would you like a Sprite? I'm like, no, I have no desire to have a Sprite. Yeah. yeah, no, just in my last like six plus months off of alcohol. It's so when we go out to dinner and stuff, like I miss it so much. And, um, I found most restaurants don't really have, like they can make you a cocktail without alcohol in it, like, a, but it doesn't taste the same. And I was actually so surprised. I recently went up, um, I'm in Santa Barbara a lot and we were at a restaurant out there and I asked, I was like, does your bartender have any mocktails? And they actually had a whole mocktail menu made with botanicals. And I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. I was so (laughs) excited. So I would love to see like Starla and non-alcoholic wine more available. Cause I do, I will say I miss that the most is like just going to get a drink at a bar and having that ritual, but I don't want that feeling right now at this point, you know? So it's just interesting. A lot Um, of people there, I feel like, um, you know, my husband used to get made fun of, like we lived in Los Angeles, like 10 years ago, he'd ask for gluten-free and like, even the waiter would kind of like roll his eyes. It's like asking for steak well done where you're like, well, he needs to, he's not just asking for it. He has a a gluten intolerance. So anyway, now it's really commonplace. And I think we're starting to see that momentum pick up. And also there's, there's always been like a stigma attached to not drinking. Like you must be an alcoholic if you say you don't want to drink that night at a party or you must be, if you're a woman, you must be pregnant where there's so many different facets to this. Like I still drink often on the weekends if I'm at a birthday party or I'm celebrating something like, sure, I'll have a martini, but I love the option of having something delicious in my fridge that I can pull out of my wine cellar. Starla is a beautiful option that I can go to during the week if I want to be like fully present at work the next day or a better mom because I'm fully present. I mean, it just, it's nice. Um, It's a beautiful option to have out there and I'm glad we're seeing um, things go this way a bit more. We wanna take a quick break from this episode to talk about today's sponsor, Ned. If you have listened to this podcast, then you know, I struggle with anxiety. When I first learned about CBD being a natural and powerful solution to anxiety, sleep disorders, muscle pain, headaches, and so much more, I became very passionate about finding the best source to put in my body. Enter Ned. Ned's full spectrum hemp oil is USDA certified organic extracted from USDA certified organic hemp plants grown by an independent farmer named Jonathan in Paonia, Colorado. And I use the products daily to support my anxiety and it has been so helpful in everyday life. 
These products are science-backed, nature-based solutions that offer an alternative to prescription and over-the-counter drugs. Right now, we are both really enjoying Ned's brand new product, which has been in development for over a year, the De-Stress Blend. This one-to-one formula of CBD and CBG is made from the world's purest full-spectrum hemp. And check out these ingredients. CBG is known as the mother of all cannabinoids because of how effective it is at combating anxiety and stress by inhibiting the reuptake of GABA, the neurotransmitter responsible for stress regulation. And ashwagandha is an amazing Ayurvedic adaptogen that enhances your body's resilience to stress. And the delicious taste of this blend is thanks to the botanical infusion of cardamom and cinnamon. Cinnamon is a powerful prebiotic that supports your gut health, a key player in your mental health. And cardamom combats stress by helping reduce your blood pressure and cortisol levels. Ned's quality also really speaks for itself. Ned's products have over 1,500 five-star reviews, and they work with incredible partners within the medical field like Dr. Caroline Leaf, Dr. Christian Gonzalez, and Dr. Will Cole, who has been a two-time guest on Courageous Wellness. If you'd like to give Ned a try, Courageous Wellness listeners get 15% off Ned products with code CWPODCAST. Visit helloned.com slash CWPODCAST to get access. That's H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D.com slash CWPODCAST to get 15% off. Thank you, Ned, for sponsoring the show and offering our listeners a natural remedy for some of life's most common health issues. A direct link can also be found in our show notes. This episode is brought to you by The Route. Have you heard about The Route Beauty? It's a clean, medical-grade skincare brand founded by a nurse and her best friend. Both are beauty industry experts and working moms in their 50s who wanted to address all the reason the skin ages in as few products as possible. All formulas are designed to work in harmony with your skin's circadian rhythm and are backed by science, road tested by experts, and proven to work. The Route works its magic by using award-winning, clinically proven ingredients that deliver transformative results. I love the entire line, but their Instagram famous party peel is one of my favorites. It's an invisible oxygenating peel, meaning it won't actually make you peel, that bubbles on contact so you can literally watch the ingredients work their magic to give you smooth, glowing, party-ready skin, and it's gold. Speaking of gold, the golden rule is also a game changer. It's a next generation retinoid gentle enough to be used every day. Retinoids are one of the best ways to teach your skin how to act young again, but they can make your skin super sensitive. In fact, some people can't tolerate them at all. That's why the golden rule is the perfect solution and we love it. I could go on, but why don't you check out the line and let us know what you think? They are offering 25% off just for our amazing listeners. So head on over to theroutebeauty.com and enter Courageous25 at checkout. You can also find the direct link in our show notes. Yeah. And, and as you're talking about it too, I think something unique that you both kind of touched on in the beginning, um, is the way you market it with this sort of beautiful, in a way, very like high fashion, or I don't even know if that's the right word, but just like really, um, almost like eccentrically beautiful colors. And, um, there's this feels sort of this like luxurious aspect to your branding. And 
yes, absolutely in a feminine way, but not, um, I think like keeping the aspect of what a lot of people associate with the ritual of going out, as Eric was saying to a bar or having a cocktail, having a drink with a friend, um, having an experience like a celebratory, maybe elevated experience, but again, not with the side effects that come along with that. And also as Don was saying, like, you're not going to say like neurotoxins all day, right? We've had, we've seen really, really intense marketing and we've actually been at conferences in the wellness space where people are in recovery, especially I've heard a lot of young ish women who are maybe newer mothers, or maybe, maybe their kids are a little bit older, but who maybe been in recovery for many years and vocally spoke about the marketing of that, like Rose all day moms with their girlfriends having the social experience, but like that alcohol is like a deeply tied, um, aspect to that, that like how deeply they were struggling with that. Mm-hmm. And so this idea of, no, listen, I don't know if, if you are in recovery, maybe you don't want to go for something that's reminiscent of an actual glass of wine. And that's, you know, something that people have to decide for themselves, but for everything from that to, as Erica said, like, maybe I just don't want to drink tonight. Or you were talking about that. Maybe it's just tonight I'm choosing. This doesn't work for me, but to not give up that sort of ritual or sort of fun celebratory aspect of what it's become a part of in our culture, um, I think is a really like sweet spot that you've tapped into. And I know you both have backgrounds, creative and marketing backgrounds. Can you talk to us a, a little bit about how you decided to go into this like highly creative, high art sort of space with the branding? Jamie. Okay. I think, you know, Don and I had a discussion early on that um, obviously we're selling a top shelf premium product um, and it is, it's just high quality. So why not represent too in our branding how awesome our product is? We didn't want it to feel like, um, what am I trying to, we wanted it to feel elevated because it is, and we wanted it to um, come across in all our branding, just how beautiful it is. And, and that it, it can still be really cool to drink uh, something that's alcohol removed. Um, and, you know, when we went kind of the high fashion route and spoke mostly in the real feminine voice, like women buy wine. So women can buy alcohol removed wine. We're putting ourselves in the same category is just a beautiful glass of wine. There's nothing different from uh, that from Starla than any other product out there, aside from the fact that um, we just created it differently and it's better for you. So enjoy. As Jamie talked about, it just keeps the party going. Should you know you don't want to opt out of the party and good times with friends and celebrating with friends because you don't drink alcohol, right? Yeah. Any more than Jamie's husband wants to decline an invitation because he's, you know, gluten-free. I mean, it's, it, it, you know, I make it sound silly, but eventually it will be, it will be. Do you know that they, you used to only make wine with alcohol? You know, they also used to make uh, paint with only lead, you know, I mean, it's just one of those things that's going to eventually evolve, but everyone should be included. It needs, it's really a lot about inclusivity and letting people know, hey, it is still a party you know, it's still something beautiful in your glass and you're a part of it, 
whether you're drinking or not. Um, yeah. so we wanted to include everybody. Yeah, no, it, it is so cool where the space is going. Cause I even recently heard they have like zero proof bars in Portland, which sounds like, so cool. I don't know if they're anywhere else. I've just heard of one that's in Portland. And I'm like, that would do so well in LA actually. Cause I will say what's cool about living in Los Angeles. And I don't know if it's this way in the rest of the country, but it is a very like, because I feel like it's so, um, even if it's problematic sometimes like wellness is so a part of the culture here, right? It's like dates happen at like the local air one where you can get a $20 smoothie, right? So it's like, that's very much a part of our culture. I just feel like a zero proof bar would do so well in Los Angeles, but it is interesting for people who are maybe in, in recovery, right? Cause I think all of us, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm on this break. I, I don't think I'll never have a, a glass of alcohol, again, um, in my lifetime, but, um, for people who are in recovery, you know, it was interesting. I, again, I, like I said, I've been about six months since I've had a drink. And when I took my first sip, because it is dealkalized, it smelled like wine. It tastes like wine. It looked like wine. I definitely got a placebo effect. Like I felt a little, I was like, am I tipsy? Like, like what's <laughs> going on here? And I know, obviously I wasn't, but it was interesting. So for, is this something, I mean, I guess, I don't know if you have experience or what you guys suggest, but for anybody who is actually in recovery, yeah, what is that just, it, it is like an individual decision to choose It is if this is something they want to explore. For, for some people in recovery, um, mocktails or drinks that mimic alcohol are actually a trigger. Mm -hmm. So, um, they should stay away from it for some people in recovery. It's like a bridge or a crutch that actually helps them not miss the alcohol that they were addicted to. So it really is very individual. We've heard stories from a lot of people, a lot of our customers telling us how it's helped them stay sober. And then we've talked to a number of individuals that would pass because it's a trigger. Mm. a trigger for them. Yeah. Absolutely. That's great to know. Yeah. I just wanted for our audience in case we do have any listeners who are in recovery or newly in recovery. And I bet you, you do. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's lots, lots out there. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And so then maybe I'm, so you've mentioned a little bit, right. About how you, um, created these beautiful wines. So can you talk to us about the three wine products you have and how, not just how you make them, but like what are the botanicals? What are the wines that are being used? Like, tell us all the good stuff so we can all get excited. Yeah, absolutely. So the, we'll start with the red. So the red, again, so if you think about how are you going to bring grapes back to life after you've taken out the alcohol, which is really destroys them, you know, it really makes sense to look at botanicals and aromatics. And so that's where, that's what we did. So in the red, you're going to get French lavender and you're going to get, um, some thyme, and that's just going to sit right on the top and you'll get that nose when you, when you take it in. And so that adds so much umptiousness and flavor. We can pass on sugar and concentrates and things like that. And then the red is a blend. So it's a, a red Barbera grapes. There's some Pinot Noir in there. There's some cabs in there, all Northern California. Um, but there's um, in the red, I believe there's over 20 different aromatics. Um, but you, the ones you'll pick up on most will be the lavender and the thyme. 
on the Sauve Blanc. Um, the Sauve Blanc, the, the top of the nose aromatics are honeysuckle and apricot blossom. And um, those are Sauvignon, those are Sauvignon Blanc grapes. Um, and again, just a mixture of lovely things that, that really, that really bring it to life. Um, and then for the sparkling rosé, your favorite, the, the sparkling rosé um, is made like a traditional rosé. And then there's a, a gardenia that's um, not typically in wine, but again, um, it helps bring it back to life. Um, and you'll get gardenia on the top of that nose when you're sipping it. Sounds delicious. I, Erica's dug in already and I can't wait to, um, yeah. And I know, like I said, she's, she's been your champion for this show. So I'm very excited. (laughs) Yeah. I'm very excited to try. Um, because yeah, as we said, it doesn't always feel so great. Even if you only have like one glass, um, can we talk a little bit about preservatives? Because I know in wine, um, typically there's a certain amount of preservatives that have to go in. It sort of depends. I have family in France, so I've learned a little bit about like what gets exported versus what's in, uh, what stays in, in the country. I've learned a little bit about wine. I'm by no means an expert. And then just living in California and doing, you know, our certain, uh, fair share of wine tasting. How does it work? And, and, I should ask you this also, because it's a non-alcoholic wine, what is the like shelf life of something like that? Is it like a bottle of wine because of the fermentation that it can kind of stay forever? Do you guys have to do some sort of additional, um, preservative that whether it's natural or, or not to, to kind of keep it like what, how does that work? I'm always, I'm just curious about how things are made. This episode is brought to you by base. Ever wanted to figure out why you are feeling sluggish or bloated or what's really up with your stress levels or why you never feel truly rested? With base at-home blood work kits, a simple finger prick or saliva sample makes it easy to find out the answers to common health concerns. Whether you know which tests you want to get started with or you need some guidance, BASE's proprietary assessment quiz makes it easy to begin your health journey empowered with an understanding of your own body. Members can measure, understand, and improve their health levels related to the five most common areas of health concerns, diet, stress, energy, sleep, and sex drive. The result of your hormone, vitamin, or nutrient tests are delivered to you through BASE's app and come with personalized recommendations, including lifestyle changes, supplement suggestions, and more. We both had the opportunity to try base and we love having the information at our fingertips and really recommend it as a resource. You know, we are huge proponents of advocating for your own health and base gives you a baseline information about yourself just to make it easier. Pricing starts at $59.95 per month or quarterly, or you can start with base complete, which are eight tests up front for $4.50. We are happy to be able to offer our listeners 20% off with the code CWPODCAST. To get started, take the base quiz, which will give you a recommendation for a personalized testing plan. Visit get-base.com slash CWPODCAST to receive 20% off with code CWPODCAST at checkout. You can also find the direct link to the quiz in our show notes. Such a great question. So um, a couple things. So 
uh, winemaking is not regulated by the FDA. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a lot of secrets in winemaking in a combination of preservatives, and ingredients, and fertilizers. Um, but when it comes to something like an alcohol remove wine, the FDA, it is regulated by the FDA, which is why we have those, those labels on the back of the bottle. Um, there's just some really important um, aspects in the winemaking itself to ensure a proper product from how you're cross-flowing it and filtering it and double filtering it and the temperatures that you keep it at and when you seal it and how you store it. So there's a number of protocols in place to make sure that it's healthy and safe. And of course we send out all of our bottled wine out to labs and make sure that everything's um, good with that. But um, it's about really following those protocols is what's, what's critical for us. And then, um, what was the second question I forgot? We were just talking about preservatives um, and, and the shelf life. Ah, yes, 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 yes. Um, the shelf life is probably one to two years. <laughs> we're not a hundred percent sure. Um, and, um, you know, once the bottle, it, it, provided that it's sealed because it's um, completely sanitized, it's been, um, you know, done in a way that's safe to keep on the shelf for a couple of years with the ingredients that are in there. And then as far as once it's opened, um, you know, you can usually keep it corked two to three days. It depends just like regular wine, but it should last on a shelf for one to two years, but we don't, uh, we're not a hundred percent sure on that. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, we, we did recently record, we haven't released it yet, but an episode, um, with actually like a tequila seltzer brand. Um, and we were talking about the fact that like alcohol is not regulated by the FDA. Um, but because you are non-alcoholic, you fall into that category. So you have to meet the standards of sort of any nutrition label then. Is that, is that correct? That's right. Yeah. right. Interesting. So, yeah. So it's, uh, it's a very different world. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. We hear like all these stories of like shrimp shells and things like that for coloring and wines, you know, um, you never know. You never That's, know. You never know. But we do, we do know with, with Starla. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for answering that question. We get to learn a lot about like the inner workings of, a. You know, food and beverage industry on this show. So, are you, are you guys planning on adding any other varieties too? Like, what do you see for the future of Starla? Or are these three gonna just be your keys and restaurants and other places? Yeah. Um, right now, we're really focused on these three varietals, and we've just done our third bottling. And every time we bottle, we tinker. So could it be a little bit more this, or could it be a little less this? And so we just work on perfecting it every time. So um, this next versions that's coming out, we think is just slightly better than it has been before. So we're going to keep doing that and really focus on getting a good quality product to our customers. Um, and, uh, Probably for the next year, we'll do that. Um, but you never know where innovation and inspiration are going to come together. Um, but it's quite a bit to make three varietals. Um, it's, it's quite a bit of effort for a small company like ours. So uh, right now, are you, are you just available online? Have you done any, are you distributing to any, you know, um, restaurants or bars, or is that in the future? Can you share with us like where people can 
and will be able to try you? Yeah, absolutely. So starlawines.com. It's a beautiful site, super easy to order from, order from, and we ship to all 50 states. And then in this, in Texas, where we are, we've started to get into bars and restaurants and grocery and um, other um, kind of upscale liquor stores. So starting that retail journey, um, and uh, we want to continue it, but just getting started. That's exciting. Come to California. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, cause I was just thinking, and actually we've like, I've been thinking about this a lot too, and how like, you know, especially, you know, over the holidays when I wasn't drinking and there was, um, it's so interesting because it just made me realize like nobody, when they host a party or have a gathering, have alcohol-free alternatives in mind, right? Like, as you mentioned, it's like a Sprite or a Diet Coke or, um, yeah, water, sparkling water. And it was just interesting. Cause usually if I've been like invited to a get together or a gathering, I just bring like kombucha or something and like pour it in a wine glass to feel included. That was before I discovered Starla, but, um, yeah, it's just, I've been thinking, and this is just like a running train of thought, but for anybody listening, even if you aren't planning on taking a break from alcohol, I feel like as hosts, I don't know. I really like to host, but like as hosts, I feel like we should just start offering more alcohol-free alternatives, right? In general, as part of our hosting duties, just something I'm thinking and want to plant a seed for anybody out there, because it's like, if you're going to have any sort of gathering and offer wine or cocktails, like why not also offer alcohol-free wine or something, right? That's beyond just soda, which, you know, I think less and less people are drinking in general now. So just interesting, just train of thought as we're having this conversation and that train of thought. I want to come to one of your gatherings. (laughs) Yes. 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 So thank you both so much. I feel like this has been such an enlightening conversation and I've learned so much and I hope um, our listeners have too, and are maybe inspired to try, you know, Starla, just to maybe take up, see the world of alcohol-free alternatives, I think is so, so interesting. So as we begin to wrap up, we always end with three wrap up questions for both of you to answer. So I'm so curious, whoever wants to go first, like, please take it away. But as busy business owners and entrepreneurs, what is your self-care practice? How do you guys prioritize your self-care and what are some of your self-care non-negotiables in your day-to-day? Don, you want to go first on this? Sure. I mean, honestly, for me, it was cutting alcohol out of my life. I know that's like, well, yeah, we just talked about that for 45 minutes, but it's true. And it's, you know, I mean, when you remove alcohol from your diet, and I know you guys have seen this, your skin gets better. You will lose weight. You feel better. You're complex. I mean, there's just so many things to wellness about either taking a break or cutting back you know, take your Wednesday night and instead of having happy hour with the girls, have happy hour, just do it with Starla, just make small changes. But for me, that's a really important part of my wellness journey. Really important part of that. I thought you were also going to say that you have a bottle of the sparkling rosé every night. That's part of your, yeah. And I love that. I do every night. Don't, no, no shame in that game. Yeah. I mean, it's low calorie too. So 
it's wonderful. Um, and I think too, to what Don was saying, she once mentioned that Starla is your best kept beauty secret. And again, she just mentioned like, it's great for your skin. It makes you feel good. You sleep better. Like all the things, uh, Starla's wonderful. I have to exercise to, for sanity. Um, and so I get out there and exercise every day. And so the bummer too, is then you kind of, it defeats the purpose sometimes if then you, you know, drink a Jack and Coke, I'm making something up, but just like go straight to alcohol later in the night. You're like, why did I do that? And what was the point in, you know, doing all these good things for my body earlier in the day. So I love having Starla as an option on my table. Yeah. You know, it's so interesting what you just mentioned too. I don't think everybody knows this, but alcohol actually stops fat burning in your body. So even if you just have one glass of wine or one cocktail while your body is processing that alcohol, fat burning stops. So a lot of people, when they have different goals or they're maybe trying to like gain muscle or things, um, alcohol can really impact that part of your journey. So just like a fun fact there for anybody listening. It's a good fact. I had no idea. That's awesome. That's um, why we're so fun. <laughs> thank you both for sharing that. So the second question, which is for both of you is what does being courageous mean to you? Wow. Jamie, I'll let you go first. <laughs> first, I have to Google what the word courageous means. I'm kidding. Um, no, I think for me, it's um, just being a bit bold, like it's coming out like how Don's like, I'm just doing this. I'm doing Starla and I'm going to make this cool. It's, it's kind of just putting something out there because you know it's good and just letting the world know. To me, uh, the move to put out Starla was super courageous. You know, we still, if we're doing a tasting somewhere, we'll hear back from somebody. They'll say like wine with no alcohol. And you're like, yeah, it's great. And you'll get there one day. Like I remember you kind of, I try to do the analogy with somebody. I'm like, at one point Coke didn't have diet Coke. Um, and Starla is just a beautiful product. So I think it's courageous that it's on the market and doing its own thing. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I would say the same thing, Jamie, for me, courageous is kind of not being afraid to look like an idiot for what you believe in, you know, <laughs> and, or being, or, you know, we're, and, and, and we've, we've had those looks, <laughs> we've had a lot of those looks and comments, but, you know, I mean, gosh, you only go around this, what it, you know, around this wonderful thing called life once, and so to kind of stand up and do something that you believe in, I think is pretty awesome for, for people that can do that. Absolutely. Um, and Erica, do you want to take it yeah. away with the final question? Oh boy. Oh boy. Yeah, our final question is, um, do you have a book um, that you would recommend to our audience? It can be on any topic, just something that's inspired you in your life or along your journey. <laughs> It can also be a piece of content, anything that just you would love to recommend to the audience. Well, <laughs> I'm like Harry Potter. I'm going to tie it back into being courageous. Harry Potter. Um, the Bible. I, Harry Potter is the best. Uh, that would be my recommendation. It's like the most impactful. Yeah, book. it can be a novel. It can be a podcast. <laughs> it can be something it's like so hard for us to answer this question. Yeah, we're just idiots. I'm like, smart list, podcast, love it. Uh, no, um, 
I have a bunch of fashion books behind me and those really inspire me. Like the Kareen Rotfeld has a book called um, Irreverent. I love looking at it for inspiration. I mean, so many, like I have Dior and Balenciaga, just a bunch of people here that I just, I go to for creative just to see what's been done. And I um, always want to do something new and fresh, but it's cool to see what's been, um, you know, put out there and mm-hmm. trying to come up with some new cool stuff for Starla all the time. Yeah. Love yeah. that. For and Harry Potter. It's not, it's not a particular book, but as I think I mentioned earlier, I'm an avid cook. So wherever I travel, I always pick up a cookbook for that region um, to really, you really learn a lot about the culture um, in doing that. So I'd love to do that. And then I read cookbooks. I love to read I do cookbooks. too. <laughs> I'm just weird that way. And it's just, it's so fun. And cookbooks, I love to read cookbooks. So No, you know, it's interesting. Thank you both for sharing that. And I actually think that's, it's good, even though it's not necessarily one specific thing, but you going to resources like that, that actually just inspire you to, to get the juices flowing in your own kind of creative process and what that might lead to, you know, for your life, but also for your brand. I think there's a lot of um, value in that. And I also read cookbooks because I'm, I'm of the mindset, like I'm not a great chef. Actually, my husband is a really good cook. Like he loves cooking. So he does probably the majority of the cooking, but I enjoy it too. Um, but I just sort of like let him do the majority of it. But I was, I was thinking about it, you know, in the context of the way we look at, um, health and wellness. And and we're talking about it from a holistic standpoint, Erica and I are not dogmatic on anything. We believe joy is a nutrient. So you need to make time for that too. But I think this context, um, of cooking, I think is such an important thing because you don't have to be a great chef, but getting in touch with just preparing, having a connection to preparing our own food or that creative process, even if it's only once in a while, I think grounds us as human beings in ways that, um, lead to other parts of our lives and our relationship with the way we nurture and sustain ourselves with the fuel of food and, and wine in this case. Absolutely. Well, so, making wine is cooking. Exactly. It's that creative process. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So thank you both for being here today and sharing everything with us. And, um, I'm sure a lot of our listeners are going to want to go check out Starla and it's just also thank you for creating something that can be of great value for a lot of people. Um, whether they're alcohol free all of the time or just some of the time to have that option, I think is um, only moving in the the right direction for us. So uh, thank you again for your time today. Thank you guys. And then I want to leave you guys on this. We always say Starla pairs um, best with your most radiant life. So live it up. Love it. And just as a reminder um, for anybody, can you share once again, where to find you, where to follow you, all the good things online? Oh my gosh. Um, uh, www.starlawines.com to find us, to buy us, to have us shipped directly to your door um, at Starla Wines on Insta, TikTok, Twitter, which we really aren't on Twitter, but all the things. Put it's at Starla Wines. Put it at symbol Starla Wines. Something will come up. Oh, Wonderful. can I ask? Sorry, I've, I hope people are still here. I'll say this in like, you know, because sometimes you'll like trail off. This is why everybody <laughs> has stayed. This is why you stay until the very end of every podcast. That's right. The nugget. Oh boy. I was just going to ask why, why the name Starla too? Why Starla? <laughs> 
Well, it's because Jamie's middle name is Starla, or Star, right, Jamie? Yes, my parents were hippies. But we just were going for something that just, I think we went through so many different name iterations. And then once we came upon Starla, it sounded like it had already existed for a while and could be something that we could see growing to be something amazing and special. And so it just kind of became what it is, uh, it just felt right. Yeah. We were having a, one of our famous text storming sessions. Yeah. So it's a lot pandemic, right? We're like, what about this? What about this? Text, 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 text. And then Starla came up. I'm like, sold, done. Yeah. It's a beautiful name. I love it. So yeah, thank you guys. Thank you all again so much. Thank you, ladies. We appreciate guys, the good it was work fun. you're doing. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Courageous Wellness. Tune in every Wednesday for a new episode featuring a different guest each week. Subscribe, rate, and write us a nice review. And you can also follow us on Instagram at Courageous Wellness or get in touch via our website, www.courageouswellness.net, where you can also find additional info about our health coaching services, virtual group events, newsletter, and more. Until next week, I'm Allie. And I'm Erica, and we're Courageous Wellness.